Are you ready to rock, boys and girls? Behold, it's the single greatest thing on earth. Are you listening to me? It's the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Brought to you by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show now at 615-844-5600. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. Presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Coming to you from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. It's the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Morning, everybody. Thursday morning. Hope you survived the uh, stormy night last night. Boy, I sleep like a baby on these nights. I love stormy nights hopefully there was no damage hopefully everybody was was uh safe and where they need to be but i sleep best on nights like this when it's storming outside i don't know what it is but man i slept like a baby i'm john burton by the way greg pogue is out he's traveling with tennessee state to moorhead state uh you can follow me on twitter at john burton 32 also on instagram at john burton 32 and of course we are joined by our producer the general the five-star general Patton Cook at Patton underscore Cook. Morning, Patton. Morning, John. Uh, you know, sometimes I wonder. I'm I'm thinking, does it make me a psycho that I just like when it storms outside? I mean, for all I know, I mean, utter destruction could be happening right. outside my window. Right. But I, I don't really. It doesn't bother me one way or the other. I'm getting some Z's in. I yeah, that's that's when I sleep best. You know, Eddie Rabbit, uh, the great uh, legendary country singer, sang it best. I love a rainy night. <laughs> we, may, we may have to bump back with that at some point during the show. Uh, so much to get to today. We're wide open in the first hour. Your phone call, 615-844-5600. Jimmy Wyatt will join us at 1025 to talk Titans. We were tentatively scheduled to have Tim Corbin today, but uh, the Commodores are traveling. Of course, they've got uh, the uh, big uh, tournament in Texas to open the season, TCU, Oklahoma State, and, uh, of course, the University of Texas. So it's good competition for the uh, – for the Commodores, for the Vandy boys to open the season as we get ready for baseball, Pat. Yes, baseball's here. Um, Pitchers and catchers have reported throughout Major League Baseball. Exactly. And I know you don't have an MLB team, but when you hear about that, it's got to make you feel good because you know spring is right around the corner. Uh, that indeed, and when that happens, usually the MLS right around the corner as well. Nashville SC, not long until they kick off their season. So it, it's all just in, in full swing here. And with kind of how last season went, the Vols resurgence, uh, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt's kind of a bit of a letdown type of year. Right. Of course, not making it uh, to Omaha. I- I'm looking forward to see how uh, Tim Corbin and the Vandy boys bounce back this season. Well, speaking of the Vols, they got it done last night over number one Alabama. And uh, we were kind of wondering, were we not yesterday, yeah. you know, why uh, UT was favored? We saw why. And listen, you know, 68 59, a great performance. But their defense was outstanding last night. The way they guarded the perimeter, Alabama had to work for everything they got. You know, they only only shot 35% from the field. Uh, you know, just making it tough on every possession. And Vescovy bounced back. He had a big game, hit some big shots. So, kudos to uh, Tennessee, you know, coming off those two heartbreaking losses, back-to-back buzzer beaters to uh, – hand Alabama its first SEC loss. Uh, if you're a Vol fan, you got to, A, feel good that you got the win last night, but somebody called me on Sportsline last night, uh, a Vol fan, um, and he's so right. Because if you're a Tennessee fan, you got to be 
as thrilled as you are that you got the win last night, you know, you got the monkey off your back, you're back on track, so to speak, you got to be frustrated when it comes to this team because you just don't know which team's going to show up yeah. from night to night, right? The poor shooting performance against Auburn, even though you won. You know, the breakdown defensively in the Vanderbilt game, which allowed Ty Lawrence to hit that game-winning shot. The Missouri game, you know, okay, the guy hit a, you know, a long-range three, kind of chucked it up, and it went in. You know, but the fact that you were down by 17 points and had to battle back against a team that you're better than and you're playing at home, and then all of a sudden Alabama, you know, swaggers in at 12-0 and in the SEC and you get the job done against them. But, listen, let's live in the moment right now. Great performance by Tennessee getting the win. Yeah, sure was. And, of course, shooting was kind of the whole th- thing coming into this game, and you're thinking, well, they're going to have to keep up with Alabama and to Tennessee's credit Alabama kind of had to keep up with what Tennessee was doing defensively specifically. I, I'm really, you look around, 36% shooting for Tennessee, so it's not like they shot the lights out. Right. It they, was all about defense last night. All about defense. And for them, the one thing you worry about, and if the shooting continues to kind of be right around this 36 to 40% uh, percent shooting mark, didn't shoot a, a great clip from three-point range either, there's a pretty – small margin six of 23 yeah i'd say that's not good. a pretty small margin for error john just because it, a, a team is going to have a night where they're just not going to miss and for tennessee you can have the greatest defense in the world and ultimately you hear it better offense beats better defense 100 percent of the time so tennessee's got to figure out this shooting um spurt however they can because in march uh, we know it better than anybody. I mean, it's it's one game. You're bad. You're, you're one bad ha- shooting half, or one I'd say ten minute stretch of bad shooting from being out of there. Yeah, that's that's the frustrating part for Tennessee fans. I would imagine this morning is the fact that you know this team could go to Sweet Sixteen, could go to the Elite Eight, maybe further, or they could be bounced out in the first or second round. We just don't know right now. That's kind of what makes it fun, you know, for guys like us that don't really have a strong rooting interest either way. But if you're a diehard Tennessee fan, we have a lot of them that listen and and call into this show, the frustration, you know, has got to be pretty up there, pretty high. Sure, and I will say this. It says a lot about the character of this team. They're reeling right now, losing Mm -hmm. two really heartbreak-type fashion games. I mean, they easily could have went there feeling sorry for themselves last night, but they they got the win at home, and – Tennessee fans, I mean, you don't have to tell them. You beat Alabama, number one ranked team mm-hmm. in basketball at home, and then, you, of course, you beat them at Neyland Stadium this season. I mean, that's a uh, – You that's surprised they didn't storm the court last night? Uh, maybe a little bit, but – I'm so glad they, I'm glad they didn't yeah. because, you know, it's like you're, you know, you're, you're at Tennessee's level. You don't need to do that. Right. Now, that, that, that storming the field at Neyland Stadium after they beat Alabama, that was years of frustration Enough, coming yeah. out. You know, that's the first time you ever beat Saban, right? Yep. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes with Tennessee. At least I, at Alabama. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, with 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 Tennessee. Hopefully for them, this will be the catalyst to kind of get their season back on track. We already know Vanderbilt season is uh, is well on track. Four sure. wins in a row. They are uh, they are getting it done right now. Belmont with a big win last night as they. Uh, try to keep pace in a very crowded Missouri Valley Conference. They get a blowout win uh, at home last night. So, um, man, we are getting into late March. Valentine's Day is over, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) And we are really getting into um, 
you know, heading towards March and tournament time. And this is where the rubber meets the road. And for Tennessee, you're going to Kentucky on Saturday. That's a noon tip-off. You can watch it on News Channel 5 and CBS. So, you know, this is a Kentucky team that beat you already at your place. You have a chance to, you know, kind of cash in the receipt because Kentucky seems to be reeling a little bit. This this might be the the final nail in the coffin for, for uh, Kentucky. So, They'll be highly motivated going into that game on Saturday. Yeah, Kentucky, they escaped last night from Mississippi State. I watched a lot of that game. Another game that really could have gone either way, and they easily could have lost like they did to Georgia uh, last weekend. Though, yeah, revenge will be on on the mind. And for Kentucky, I I think it's going to be the same sort of mindset they had whenever they went into uh, Thompson Bowling Arena uh, a few weeks ago. Just survive in advance. Uh, They're just kind of – almost carrying on water at this point john trying to trying to make it to the sec tournament mm-hmm. i do think the vols i, I like them this weekend heading yeah. into rup i do too very much so uh you had uh florida beating ole miss uh 79 i think the bell is starting to toll for kermy i i i uh we we love we love kermit davis but uh looks like his days could be numbered uh you know tough loss for them kentucky as you mentioned uh, getting out of Mississippi State with a win, 71-68. So, again, they'll host UT on Saturday. Texas A&M, Patton, 62-56 over Arkansas. The Aggies are balling right now. They're 11-2 in the SEC. Game back out of first place, and right now that, that program has gone up and down a few times over the years, but they are up right now. And it's it's kind of like the way Tennessee plays, John. They're gritty uh, defensively, and they're really physical down low. But it's a team not many – uh, not many people want to come up against, and good for good for A and M getting the win. Yeah, we mentioned Belmont ninety six to sixty three win ninety five sixty three win. Excuse me, over Evansville last night at the Curb Event Center. Another strong game for Ben Shepard. Sixteen points, eight rebounds, seven assists. I mean, Evansville's terrible. They're one in sixteen yeah. in conference. I mean, that was that was to be expected. So uh, you know, like I said, it's very crowded atop the uh, the uh, Missouri Valley Conference, and you know. Belmont wanted presumably better competition and a better chance to get an at-large bid. Well, here you go. And uh, that is a meat grinder there in the, in the Missouri Valley Conference. But I give Belmont a lot of credit. They, they proved that they belong in that, uh, you know, one of the strongest mid-major conferences in all of college basketball. Yeah, I mean, first year in any conference is going to be tough. Not a lot of experience for playing any of these teams, really, uh, apart from a couple. So, mm-hmm. And really, uh, that goes in a part, a lot of game planning and both sides as well. They really don't know what to expect from Belmont this season, but – it's just good to have pretty much every team in Middle Tennessee, including TSU, having a real shot to. It's been a it, fun year, hasn't it, it? It sure has been. Have a have a really good shot to do something in, in the conference tournament, especially the way TSU's playing down the stretch. NBA All Star break is just about here. Your Cavaliers taking one on the chin last night to uh, Philadelphia, and then there's news that uh, the uh, the uh, Cavs may be buying out Kevin Love's contract and moving on from him. He's requested it reportedly, and I guess the Cavs are bowling it over. Yeah, and Kevin Love's pretty much been moved completely out of out of the rotation. And the way uh, JB Bickerstaff kind of his role is, I mean, that guy deep into the bench, he wants defensively, doesn't want a lot of offense out of it, and that's completely the opposite of what Kevin Love is. 
Kevin's had a really good stretch here in Cleveland. Of course, he was the one guy who stayed between Kyrie and LeBron. Mm -hmm. And I give him a lot of credit for that because he easily could have left. He chose to stay. And the memories of uh, the NBA Finals lockdown of Steph Curry will oh, always reign supreme in my I head. Thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was one of the funnest uh, championship games I'd ever seen, yeah. Game 7 of the of the 16 Finals and, and seeing LeBron and the Cavs go into Golden State and win in that game. Um, so, yeah, we'll see where Kevin Love ends up. There's talk that maybe the Miami Heat yeah. might have some interest. Uh, elsewhere, the Grizzlies, they get the win over the Jazz, 117-111. to 111. They pretty much led from uh, wire to wire. A lot of balance scoring there. Bain had 24. I think Ja had 20. So, uh, you know, they had been reeling for a while. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, we'll see if they get back on track here. Jaron Jackson had 26. Desmond Bain, 24. Ja had 20. So, anytime you can get balance scoring like that for a team like the Grizzlies – uh, that's usually a recipe for success. They still have a great record, but, right. you know, and, and teams have this. I, I Probably around this time of year, they're looking ahead to the all-star break. You know, um, I've noticed this in, like, professional hockey and in the NBA. You know, an 82-game schedule, you're going to have lulls. You're going to have times where you're just you're just not into it and you need that break so you got the all-star break coming up this week and it's kind of like this with every sport guys on a team who are maybe at the kind of end of the rotation not sure if they're still going to be there after the trade deadline so now that ad has come and gone they made a few pieces Luke Kennard um coming in from uh LA so we'll, we'll see kind of how all, all that makes up but really what they need to do is just get Steven Adams as healthy as as they can over this all-star break because they're going to need him for the second half, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, John, but Jaw's not backing down on it. He's not scared of anybody in the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean, and okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, that's great. You know, talk is cheap. Play the game. Yeah. We like Jaw, you know, and he's an exciting player, and we like the fact that he's fearless and he's brash and he's cocky, and you know, he'll he'll drive to the basket and yoke on anybody. But you know, just don't don't speak about it. Be about it. You know, that's right. You, you shouldn't be afraid. You're you're one of the best teams in the West. Which makes you one of the best teams in the NBA, so you shouldn't be afraid. That's the that's not breaking news, right? Right. So I mean, you know, whatever with that. <laughs> Hockey tonight here in Smashville, the Predators host the mighty, mighty Boston Bruins, and of course the Preds coming off a hard luck loss to Arizona Monday night. I was in the building for that four two. Um, you know, they're running out of time. You know, where we got about 31, 30 games left. They're with yeah. five points out of a, a final playoff spot, I believe. And the Bruins are a machine. They don't even have double-digit regulation losses. And, you know, you've got this. You talk about a measuring stick. Well, you got one in the Boston Bruins coming in tonight. And, you know, the 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 Preds can't afford too many more clunkers, too many more losses. And dare I say, even, you know, overtime losses where you only get one point. They got to they gotta stack wins and they got to, you know, get help because – you're, you're sitting there five points out of a final playoff spot, as we said, I believe, and a jumble of teams in that chase pack. You got to start distinguishing yourself. And, you know, I know it'll be UC Saros back in goal tonight. Lankanen played okay Monday night, but you're going to need a big performance from the juice tonight in order to get uh, the dub and the two points. Yeah, you're not playing the backup goaltender against the best team yeah. in, in the <laughs> NHL tonight. I, and it is a measuring stick, and it is – more I'd say more the, not for the fan base but I think for the players because I mean players want to know how how good really are we and how much of a chance do we really have to kind of do something this season and I know 
Boston's in the Eastern Conference. You wouldn't face them until the Stanley Cup if you were to make it there. But they, they've set a pretty good pace uh, so far this season, and they've made a lot of good teams look bad. And I think for the Preds, just need to hang in there and see if they can't get anything from this one tonight. Well, listen, you know, you look at the wild card standings in the West. You got Edmonton at the top spot with 66 points. They're not going to catch them. Calgary, the two spot at 61 points, but Minnesota right there at the three with 61. So you have two teams that are five points ahead of Nashville. And we can talk about games in hand and all that. It's it's going to be an uphill battle. And I've said it before. And if they if the Predators do not make the playoffs this year, that is a major disappointment. To the point, in my opinion, you're going to have to start looking inward and, and figuring out, you know, what direction you want to go to as a sure. franchise. You got a lot of guys making a lot of money on that team that are having individual success by and large, but it's not culminating in the team success. And where is the problem with that? I mean, I have to look at coaching, I guess. Much as I like and respect John Hines, there's something off here. You know, I mean – would you agree if the Preds don't make the playoffs, that that is a major, major, major disappointment. Yeah, it's a really bad look. And for a team that set the message to the fan base and to their own organization, when you sign up the guys that you did, you made the mm. trades that you did, this is making the playoffs bare minimum. And for them not to do that, it'd be a bad look. I'm not going to go into who should stay, who should go, because right. ultimately I don't think anything's going to happen. I think they're pretty stand pat with the way – the coaching staff and the GM is set up right now. I, I just don't see a change being made. And I don't I don't see them being major buyers at the trade deadline, do you? No. I mean, who's out there to go and get? Because if you get it wrong and you still don't make the playoffs, we're sitting here this summer like, yeah. well, you know, where did it go? What happened? All right, that gets us going. 615-844-5600. Greg out today. J JB and the general with you. Jim White at 1025. Patton, when we come back... There's some interesting news involving the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, and the New York Football Jets. We're going to get into that. Stay with us. Welcome to Smashville, home of the biggest hits in hockey and the loudest parties on Broadway. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Thursday, February 16th as your Nashville Predators take on the Boston Bruins. And don't miss Saturday, February 18th against the Florida Panthers. You do not want to miss these games. Purchase your tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. We can't wait to see you back inside Bridgestone Arena. Let's go Preds! Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers.
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petit fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks, where's the beef, you tell them, Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville, Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. When you picked up your first girl in college or at the bar, what do you do for every girl you meet after that? You do the same thing. You're just like, this works. So Vrabel, he's like, well, we just have to keep trying to get back to this. So it, it makes sense to me. That's why every time you go to a girl's bar, you're just like, please, please, <laughs> please, please. It just worked that one the time. Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show, putting the fun in dysfunctional. Is that what they talk about on the afternoon stretch, how to pick up girls at a bar? Yeah, really I thought it was. Yeah, that's cringe, bro. Come on, guys, be better. My gosh. Imagine Bruno Reagan going up to a girl at the bar. (laughs) Probably thinks he's the bouncer or something. Oh my god! I was like totally at the bar with my besties, and this guy came up, and he was like really big. I didn't know. Ah, uh, Greg Pogue, John Burton Show, six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. No guests in hour number one, so we are wide open for phone calls. Would love to hear from you. The Vols, as we said, with a big win last night over number one Alabama. They get uh, Kentucky at uh, Rupp Arena on Saturday noon. Uh, Tip-off on News Channel 5. Look forward to that game. All right, Patton. Hearing some interesting things involving your guy, Ryan Tannehill. Do tell. And the New York Jets. There are a few reports here that the Jets reportedly have interests in Ryan Tannehill. Now, they would, in order to acquire them, they would have to work out a trade with the Titans, right? Because Ryan Tannehill is currently under contract. Okay, I have many questions about this, and I'm hoping you can help me answer some of them. If I'm the Jets, and I can go out right now and sign Derek Carr, who just became a free agent, why would I want to give up assets to obtain Ryan Tannehill's services? Because to me, Ryan Tannehill and Derek Carr are about the same. They're good quarterbacks. They're good guys. 
They care. They're highly competitive. They want to win. They're probably not good enough to get you over the hump into a championship, but you can win with them. You can get to the playoffs. And what does Poe always nag me about? You Once you get to the playoffs, you never know what can happen. So if this is true, because I had heard, you know, trust me, I listen to New York Sports Talk Radio virtually every day. All I've heard is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. They're all in with Aaron Rodgers. Listen, if I'm them, I don't wait around for Aaron Rodgers to come out of his dark hole and decide what he wants to do when I have an opportunity to sign, you know, a a quarterback, maybe not to the level or quality of Aaron Rodgers, but a pretty darn good quarterback in Derek Carr. Why would I give up assets to try to obtain Ryan Tannehill, A, and B, let's let's say they pull this caper off. What does this mean for the Titans? Who's the quarterback next year? Does this mean the Titans are completely committing to a rebuild and see how does Mike Vrabel feel about all that? I have many questions, Patton. What can help me? Help me, help me help the audience here. Yeah. To your first question. The only thing that I can think of, we, we know the contract and the dead cap and the salary cap hit for Tannehill this season. And he's got two more years after that. I looked at it yesterday after this upcoming year. So he's got three total years left. Those following two years, he's playing for next to nothing. Uh, the right. cap hit is I virtually, believe, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, very little, minimal, very little, and the and the dead cap is like four million or something like that. So there is an an out there for a team if they can bite the initial bullet, uh, quote unquote, for Ryan Tannehill this season. So one, if you don't like him, two, you like a, a say Zach Wilson. Uh, by the graces of God, it turns into the franchise quarterback they thought. Yeah. Or you uh, are in a position that you like one of these quarterbacks in the upcoming drafts. Get rid of him in that sense. Derek Carr's, from what I understand, and I tried to look, and where the Raiders cut him, I, I can only get the look at from this season uh, for, for that dead cap and the cap hit number. Right. I, I would imagine it is more than for, for the next three years. He's through contract through 2025, isn't a free agent until 2026. So I'd imagine down the road it is cheaper than what it is this first year, for instance. See, it was my understanding that once the Raiders released him, he is free and clear. He's a, he's a 100% a free agent, but that's not entirely the case. Well, his contract – I know it's complicated. Yeah, but. so it's, uh, he is a free agent, but his contract, I believe, will carry over to whatever team ends up signing him. From what I understand, maybe I'm wrong. If yeah. I'm wrong, call me up. Six one five eight four. If you're wrong, Eric's probably dialing Eric, right now. Eric, uh, call us up and let yeah. us know. Yeah. Um, but in terms of – I, I agree with you. They are, they are the same guy to me. They are kind of that middle of the road. They are starter-caliber quarterbacks in this league, something the Jets didn't have, as good as Mike White was. Something the Jets haven't had since Chad Pennington. Exactly. As good as – Although Mike, Sanchez got them to back-to-back AFC championship right. games. And Mike White was okay last season, but a lot of that was how bad Zach Wilson exactly. was. And Mike right. White comes in, and he's half decent, and they think he's great. So right. I get it from that aspect, but – they're the same guy to me, and it's you're not having to give up trade capital for Tannehill unless the Titans were to cut him in, in that sense. But that, that's a lot of wink-wink uh, uh, shakings of right, the hands. Right, right, backdoor deals. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I agree with you in that sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. For me, I'd love it just because I, I'm ready for – I'm just ready to pull off the Band-Aid, quite frankly. So you, you want, you're out of the Ryan Tannehill business? 
Well, maybe maybe the Titans are too because Rand Carthon was non-committal when he, you know. And to his credit, and I agree with him when he said it. You know, he was asked about, you know, are you committed to Ryan Tannehill at his opening press conference? And he said, he goes, that's not really fair to be asking me that right now. I got to yeah. evaluate things, but. You know, he did not definitively say, no, Ryan's our guy. We're going with Ryan next year. So any number of things could happen. But, again, my question is, who's who's going to be the quarterback for the Titans next year? Jimmy Garoppolo? I think that's a, you know, that's a lateral move at best. Josh Dobbs? I don't think that's going to happen. I'm sure a lot of UT fans would like that. Like, like. You know what I'm saying? I no, mean, I, I, Malik I, Willis is not ready, so who's the quarterback? No, next not year? not yet. I, I'd say it, if the Titans were to move, and this is a pretty big move, it'd have to be some sort of bridge because I, I think even if they were to, to get a quarterback in this year's draft, unless they trade up to number one, then after that you're not getting a bridge guy. You're dumping all your – every bit of uh, minutes and seconds of, of development into that guy. But I'd say it's going to be some sort of bridge guy. And is it going to be better than Tannehill? I, I'm, not sure, I'm not so sure. But there is an argument – and I, I wouldn't be against this, I, but I, I will say this. We know what Tannehill is, mm-hmm. and we know what, kind of what the ceiling is. Just let it ride. And, and when that contract is up, move on. Mm. So I, I'm, I'm good either way. I, I'm, and this is very pessimistic. I just don't have a lot of excitement. It's kind of like coming into this past season. Right, it's just, like, okay, great. Ryan Tannehill's our quarterback. Yay. Uh, I, to be clear, I mean, the, the Jets – like I said, their primary focus is on trying to get Aaron Rodgers. That is their number one target. Um, you know, obviously Derek Carr probably is number two. Garoppolo is probably somewhere there. But if not, I guess basically the word is that the Jets, if they can't secure one of those guys, Tannehill would be a lower tier option. But again, you would have to trade for him, and which leads me to the question: Good for the Titans because you can get, you know, draft capital for him. You can get picks for him, obviously. Not sure what he would, you know, get you in a trade, but I got to figure out who the quarterback is because, you know, it, it's probably not going to be Malik Willis. I don't, he's not going to be the starter next year if, if Tannehill goes, is he? You got to go get somebody. Or you got to, you know, as been rumored, work out a deal with Chicago and move up to one and get, you know, Bryce Younger, CJ Stroud, or Will Levis. Yeah, I mean, Malik Willis can't be plan A. Now, if. Uh, he comes back this offseason in the spring and has shown uh, – and that's something Vrabel said in his kind of end of year. I, I want to see a, a step up from Malik when, whenever we reconvene. And he's, maybe got long, he's got a long way to go. A Does, long way to go. But, you know, we said the same thing about Jalen Hurts. Sure. I thought Jalen Hurts – I was like, well, man, this guy's going to be a situational quarterback at best. And, you know, he arguably was the best player on the field in the Super Bowl and almost brought home, you know – the Super Bowl trophy for Philadelphia definitely would have been MVP had the uh, you know had the, had the Eagles won. And what what did the Eagles do? They went out and traded for a number one yep. wide receiver. And I that's why I'm not. Who, who, who was that receiver they traded for? By the way, uh, he who shall not be named, <laughs> John Burton. But that that's why I'm not. I know a lot of people are jumping off the bridge uh, of the Malik Willis kind of train. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking around. I'm looking at who he was throwing to and yeah. who what that offensive line was and. Quite frankly, what Derrick Henry was whenever he was in there, other than the Texans game, Derrick Henry offered him next to nothing in the run game. In Kansas City, he had the first half. Second half, he couldn't do anything. So I, any quarterback in that situation was going to look bad. Now, Malik was really, really, really bad in, in some sense. Mm-hmm. So I, 
I, I'm not jumping off just yet because I, I look at what that offense was. Name me a, a quarterback other than Patrick Mahomes that could look good in that system. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, there was the cupboard was bare. You know, you had Chigakonkwo who had you showed some flashes and Burks. You know what a what a year for him because it started off slow, then it heated up, and then of course he got hurt. Um. So yeah, I mean, listen, we all know the Titans need a major upgrade in their outside weapons and. You know, you're right. Pretty much any other quarterback other than Patrick Mahomes would struggle uh, in that offense. All right, for the first time today, we go to the phones. Just let me talk, Greg. Hi, Clay. We got a little house cleaning first uh, there, JB. Go. Did I hear you say that Pogey was on his way in or something? Is he stuck in traffic? No, no, no. He's traveling with with, uh, TSU to Moorhead State. Put a check mark down there, JB. Yeah, he'll be. Uh, he'll he won't be For with us ab- tomorrow either. So you're stuck with me the next two days. But all all well, is good, huh? all all is all is well otherwise. So you know, it was a scheduled uh, scheduled absence today. All good. So I don't have to worry about you know going back and forth with Pogi on the radio. You know, I well not for the next couple of days, but uh, he'll be back on Monday. <laughs> all right. Um, you know, I, I got to give uh, the people up east some props. The orange people. I watched. Yeah, I watched. I watched that game last night. Um, you know, I didn't think. I never thought Alabama was going to go through this conference undefeated. I didn't think that. I still think they're a really good basketball team. Right. And probably the best. You know, chance for the SEC to maybe make a run at a Final Four or a championship. But, you know, that's the thing, John. You have an off night in the NCAA tournament. You're done. Yep. That's and why we love Tennessee, the tournament so much, because the the potential for upsets and, you know, high seeds going down early, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Tennessee did play really good defense. I mean, I got to give them credit for that. I didn't think, you know, Alabama would ever be held to 59 points. Um, I mean, it's 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 kind of been a crazy year, John, in college basketball. I think this year, more than any other year, Mr. Lenardi might miss a few of these teams. You know, it's constantly changing, last four in, first four out. Uh, for instance, you look at that Mississippi State-Kentucky game last night. Mm-hmm. I looked, you know, at Bracketology, and he had Mississippi State as one of the last four in. Well, that probably changes now. Kentucky obviously solidified their case a little bit. But, you know, as it relates to the black and gold, um, I just don't think anybody in this conference, you know, they're going to they're gonna have their hands full playing Vanderbilt. Auburn, Mr. Pearl is going to have his hands full Saturday night. Because I can't wait for that game. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, number twenty-one, Mister Robbins. I mean that that guy is is playing lights out right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know we get Robbins going, we get some threes going, and you know I like I like where this team's at, and we'll just see where this train ends. I, I mean, love I love where this team's at. I love how they're playing. I said this yesterday, Clay. I think. Th- Everybody understands their role now. Everybody's accepted their role now. 
you know, and, you know, they're, they're vibing with Stack, and he's vibing with these players. And, um, you know, there's been a method to Stack's madness in terms of showing them tough love and playing a guy one night, not playing a guy the other night. And it's all, it's all working now, and it's fun to see. It really is fun. They're a fun team. And Stack is even smiling um, a little bit at press conferences, which is great. Yeah, and Mr. Magnon, you know, the kid who yeah. wears the white bandana. Ezra Magnon. I mean, the white uh, sweatband around his uh, – Yep. That kid is quick. That kid gets downhill. He handles the basketball, runs our offense. Uh, in the last, I don't know, I saw a stat, maybe three, four games, I can't remember. But he's got something like 26 assists to three turnovers. I mean, that's crazy. And this kid is quick. He's got a really quick first step when he wants to, you know, drive to the basket. And he can finish at the basket. I mean, this team's fun to watch right now, JB. Enjoy the ride, Clay. Thanks for the call, buddy. See ya. All right. He's he's right. They're a fun team to watch right now, Pat. And I know you're a Vanderbilt fan. You go to games. I mean, you, you got to be enjoying this right now. I mean, how, how can't you? And the way the season was and the way the Alabama game went, I mean, I, I'm not sure Jerry could have expected this sort of rise. I mean, you go on, you beat two teams you haven't beaten in, in mm -hmm. five years in Tennessee and Florida, and you beat them back-to-back -back yeah. in, in Florida on the road. And now, I mean, you win this game against Auburn, I mean, you're fighting for top four in, in the SEC. And, I mean, that's that's about as good as it gets. We and didn't see that coming two weeks ago, did we? No chance. And yeah. it's unfortunate the way the non-conference – schedule went and the results went because I mean, you, you lost do that, the rambling at home bro i mean you're <laughs> easily sitting in, in the ncaa tournament right now yeah. if some of that stuff doesn't happen but it did and they've got to uh they got to right their wrongs here down the stretch no question about it your phone calls till the top of the hour 615-844-5600 jimmy wyatt at 10 25 titans fans are you done with ryan Tannehill? do you want him back give us a call let us know High blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. I'm here at the Big Game Headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa, new game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. <sighs> Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your Big Game Headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk, eggs, 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. It's the NHL on Sports USA, and we'll be at the Stadium Series in Raleigh, North Carolina, skating outdoors at Carter Finley Stadium. It's a matchup between the Carolina Hurricanes with Aho, Mason, and Stahl, hosting Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. Alexander Ovechkin, the great eight. Saturday, February 18th, it's the Canes and the Caps. All season long and through the Stanley Cup final, the National Hockey League is on Sports USA. Pre-game coverage begins at 6 p.m. live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. One is in great shape. The other is, well, a shape. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. Love this analogy from Matt Duchesne of the Predators. When asked why the team has been so up and down to describe how up and down the team has been, he said, yeah, he said, team's been like a toilet seat. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Well, you got the Bruins coming in tonight, so, uh, you know, you're going to have to play your A game. Uh, 7 o'clock at Bridgestone Arena, I believe, as the Boston Bruins come in to Smashville. Patton, what's going on at your beloved alma mater, Austin P? They've suspended their cheerleading squad indefinitely? I have no idea. In the words of Stefan Diggs, the hell going on? I'll have to. Mike Organ's been reporting on it. There's no details. Some kind of violation of some sport, sort. Uh, what can you tell us? Um, no comment, John Burton, <laughs> as I'm uh, affiliated and paid by the uh, great university at Austin P. State. No, I have genuinely no idea. I hadn't heard of that. Yeah, that. Uh, I, I guess they should it ha- probably suspend their men's basketball team the way they've been. Yeah, they lost last night. Yeah, they've been struggling. Uh, certainly. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I guess uh, you know I, I I'm I I would dying to know what's going on with APSU's cheerleading squad. Wow. Yeah. So, I don't know. How about that? Uh, by the way, uh, Daytona 500 coming up on Sunday as the NASCAR season kicks off. Looking forward to that. Alex Bowman won his third Daytona 500 pole position. So, congratulations to him. I guess uh, the rest of the field will be uh, – Set tonight at Twin 125s, I believe. That's normally on Thursday. I'm checking here. 
but uh, we do know Alex Bowman has the pole. So it's NASCAR time, Patton. It is. It is indeed. The weather's starting to cooperate just a little bit. Not today. I hope they're not driving around today, but NASCAR yeah, is upon us. Exactly. So uh, we'll get ready for that. I'd, I'd love to see Bubba Wallace win it, man. He's. Uh, I think he's been a runner-up twice mm-hmm. at Daytona, so um, would love to see him win it. But, uh, you know, always a great way to kick off the NASCAR season with the biggest race of the year being Literally. the first race. Obviously, the Coke 600 is big. Um you know, during the during the holiday weekends and stuff like that. And of course, here in Nashville, the Ally 400 will be back for another run. We look forward to that. Eric Moses done a great job at Nashville Speedway. Um, you know, refurbishing that, getting it NASCAR ready, bringing NASCAR Cup Series racing back to uh, the area. So that we'll be on the lookout for that. That'll be fun. We got to try and get uh, Eric Moses on the show, obviously. So um, I know we're in post football. You know, malaise right now. I mean, tomorrow, Patton, is our first Friday. Sans picking with the picker, Pick, picking with the pickers. I mean, we're just how? Gonna, we're just going to do just a regular old show. I mean, I almost just want to play the intro just to <laughs> kind of reminisce. Kathy Lee freaking Gifford, <laughs> John Bippity Boppity Burton. I gotta I gotta ask Eric where he came up with that. So, uh, Daytona 500 coming up as we said. Preds tonight against the Boston Bruins. In Smashville, huge game for them. And, you know, you look at the way Boston's played. Man, to only at this point in the season, to only have eight regulation losses, not even double digits, that is utterly insane. And the Eastern Conference is loaded. You got Washington, although, you know, Vetchkin's away from the team for a while, dealing with a family matter. Pittsburgh's always tough. My New York Rangers have been playing well. Yep. Uh, the Devils have been playing very well. For them to dominate – what is normally a tough Eastern Conference the way they have, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, and really the last team that I remember doing this was Tampa Bay a few years ago, and of course they got beat in the first round mm-hmm. of uh, of the playoffs. And You hope that doesn't happen there, but the Bruins, seems like every year, even when they haven't had a great regular season, they are one te- a tough SOB to kind of knock out of the playoffs. And this season with them kind of being the way they are and they're – really buyers really going after it in the trade market as, as well even with the lead that they have i that they'll be a fun team to kind of keep an eye on and going to a, a hockey game in boston i mean i've never been but just the, the atmosphere your cousin from boston yeah absolutely um listen yeah they're always they're always a tough physical team year after year they're always a playoff team but uh the way they've dominated the way that they have has been like i said Nothing short of remarkable. They are a juggernaut of a team. Did you see Rex Ryan might be coming back to the NFL? Really? According to reports, he's emerged as a top candidate for the Broncos defensive coordinator job. They already have a pretty good defense there. Rex Ryan and Sean Payton. You talk about ego. Seriously. <laughs> you talk, I mean, well, the, those, those guys can't enter the room at the same time because their heads won't fit through the door. Rex Ryan lives here. <laughs> yeah, uh, does does his brother or no? I know he. I, Rex did something here. happen at the over at the Jimmy Buffett's one night, and it, him and his twin brother were there, and then they got into a little scuffle or something. It's during CMA Fest, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, a little something. something. I mean, uh, Rex Ryan is not above uh, <laughs> getting into it. So, well, he's a blank talker. His dad, Buddy Ryan, was a blank talker. Oh yeah, he was the architect of that forty-six Bears defense that. Uh, Dominated the NFL in 1985, and then ne- never really cut it as a head coach. Had some good years in Philadelphia, but like 
Buddy Ryan, when he got to Philadelphia, he his first press conference, he, he talked smack about Lawrence Taylor. He's like, oh, we can block him. He's not. He's he's nothing. He, you know, <laughs> Lawrence, you know, got a little mad. Probably had a little, you know, had a little something something before the game and went out and just he. he Randall Cunningham wore him like a coat, man. It was it was it was it was pretty crazy. All right. I'm gonna stop rambling and we're gonna take our final break. We'll close out hour number one. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, Sparkling Wine, Single Barrel Bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. It's a Bill King Show. In Little League football, they play it off. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love it. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. 
The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Putting the fun in dysfunctional. Greg is out today. Traveling with uh, Tennessee State to Moorhead States. John Burton, Patton Cook inside the Strike and Spare Family's Fun Center Studios. Jim Wyatt will join us at 1025 to talk Titans. Your phone calls until then, 615-844-5600, as we said. Tiger Woods is back playing at the Genesis Invitational. Patton, are you a big Tiger guy? Oh, huge Tiger guy. Um, Don't really know why, but just kind of the persona, really the the excitement he brings to golf. I, I don't claim to be a big golf guy, but whenever he's in tournaments, I watch, and when he's not, I usually do not. But yeah, well, you're like a majority of ca- casual golf fans, yep. right? And I'm a casual. I'm, I'm not afraid to yeah. admit that. Well, I, I love watching the majors, whether Tiger's involved or not. Am I a guy that will sit there and watch the Buick Open? Probably not. <laughs> but I love watching the majors, and I've said this before. I love just Sunday at a major championship because I want to see, you know, which guy is going to be able to keep his nerves in check and finish the deal, right? We've seen how many times have we seen guys at majors lead by five strokes going into the final round and they yak it up. Oh, yeah. You know, we've seen, you know, Greg Norman, uh, Jean Vandeveld uh, at the British Open famously. Um, Phil Mickelson at the U.S. Open. You know, we've seen it so many times because, to me, winning a golf major, Patton, is like, you know, a coach, a basketball coach making a Final Four. You're a made man for the rest of your life. Even, you know, for the coach, he doesn't even have to win a national championship. you got a team to the Final Four. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a pelt on your wall. Yeah. So I always like to see I'm not Tiger dependent when it comes to golf like a lot of people are. But the fact that he is playing, and you know, he said all the right things at his press conference. Says, you know, I'm I'm playing. I believe I can win. He's dealing with plantar fasciitis. I mean, that's the problem. His body's breaking down. He's you know? old. He's yeah. old now. He he is. He doesn't look old. He looks he looks pretty much the same as he did in 2000 yeah. during the or 2001, whatever the Tiger Slam was. But yeah, his he's been through so much. I mean, back surgeries, knee surgeries, that car crash that yeah. probably should have took his life. Sure. And here, you know, and, 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 you know, if we're being honest, um, you know, I was not the biggest Tiger fan during his heyday and his run. But, you know, I watched a good chunk of his press conference from this week, and it just – it seems like the noise in his life has finally calmed down, and he's matured, you know. I mean, he's in his late 40s now. He should be, right? right. I mean, if not now, when? Then again, you know, what the hell am I doing at 52? Oh. But, but, you know – it just seems like the noise has calmed down. I think he's enjoying his life a little bit more. He's enjoying his kids. I think he knows he's not going to be that dominant guy that's going to, you know, just crush people sure. anymore. Is he capable of winning a tournament here and there? Sure. Could he win maybe one or two more majors? I mean, his best bet is probably the Masters, right? Because Augusta is the great equalizer in terms of courses, right? If you if you hit well off the tee and if your if your approach game is good and you can putt, pretty, you know, pretty much anybody, anybody can win the Masters. Yeah. So that's his best shot. So I'll be interested to see how Tiger does. He's, he's playing today, and uh, we'll see if he lasts during the weekend. So, Son's a hell of, hell of a golfer, too. Yeah. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah, he's going to be good, man. He's got a beautiful swing already. Wonder where he got that from. Right. All right, hour number two coming straight ahead. Jimmy White at 1025 as we talk Titans. Stay with us.
ABC News, I'm Lionel Moyes. One person is dead after a shooting inside a mall in Texas. The motive for the shooting isn't known. The city of El Paso saying the scene is secure. One person is in custody. Police were in clearing the mall. For a while, nobody was allowed in or out, and those who were inside were told to shelter in place or to hide in stores. Police say four people in total were shot. One of the four was killed. Three others were injured. ABC's Alex Stone. In Memphis, the Shelby County Sheriff's Office suspending two deputies for five days for trying to hide their involvement in Tyree Nichols' death. A military helicopter crash. Two people reported killed on board that Tennessee National Guard helicopter. The Madison County, Alabama officials say went down near Huntsville's Highway 53. The craft was a Black Hawk helicopter. First responders reported the aircraft in flames. ABC's Andy Field, a search at the University of Delaware in the investigation into Biden's handling of classified documents. This is ABC News. God, I'm so stressed. It's a brand new year and our business is busier than ever. Uma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending the Uma cloud phone system with auto attendant and more than 35 features. Uma? Yep. Switching to Uma is a cinch. Starts at $19.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. Uma. Now you're feeling it. Visit Uma.com. That's O-O-M-A dot com to learn more. Uma. Smart communications for the smarter business. You wash your hands, you brush your teeth, but how do you clean your nose? With Navage. Navage uses powered suction to pull saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out allergens, mucus, and germs. And it's why cleaning your nose, the body's air filter, is the next evolution in daily personal hygiene. Navage helps you breathe better, sleep deeper, and snore less. But the biggest payoff is improved health. At Walmart, Walgreens, CDS, Rite Aid, Target, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome to Smashville, home of the biggest hits in hockey and the loudest parties on Broadway. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Thursday, February 16th as your Nashville Predators take on the Boston Bruins. And don't miss Saturday, February 18th against the Florida Panthers. You do not want to miss these games. Purchase your tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. We can't wait to see you back inside Bridgestone Arena. Let's go Preds! Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. 
When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Behold, it's the single greatest thing on earth. Are you listening to me? Welcome back to the Greg Vogue and John Burton Show. Brought to you by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Greg Vogue and John Burton Show now. 615-844-5600. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. Hour number two of our radio program, Greg Pogue, John Burton Show. Greg out today, traveling with Tennessee State. They're at Moorhead State tonight at 8 o'clock. ESPNU, a nationally televised on-cable game. Uh, it's a big game. Tennessee State's red hot. They've yep. won five in a row. I mean, we've really – you mentioned in the first hour, Patton Cook, by the way. Good morning. Good morning, John. Patton Cook, our producer, at Patton underscore Cook, if you'd like to uh, – Give him ideas of what uh, wedding gifts to buy, where to go on his honeymoon as sure. he was recently engaged. Give him a follow at Patton underscore, uh, underscore Cook and uh, say hi. You can follow me on Twitter at John Burton 32 uh, Also on Instagram at John Burton 32 as well. You can follow us as a station on all major social media platforms at Nash Sports Radio. And as our big voice guy, Eric Clark, will say, we would have a TikTok account, but we're old and we don't know what that is. I do have a TikTok account, but I don't even know what it is, uh, what what my uh-huh. what my handle is or whatever, and I'm rarely on it. So if you can find me on TikTok and want to follow me, I think I got one video up there, and I've been on TikTok for about a year and a half. Anyway, we began the show by talking about uh, Tennessee's big win over Alabama last night, uh, as they get it done. Hold the they hold uh, the Crimson Tide to 59 points on about 34 percent shooting, whatever it was. Yep. Great defensive effort. You're going to get that most nights from Tennessee. The question, Patton, is going to become, you know, can they get consistent scoring? Do they have that quote-unquote go-to guy? Nice bounce-back game for Vescovy, by the way, who hit some big shots. But that's going to be the question for this team going forward. And and we talked about in the first hour, that's got to be a level of frustration for a lot of Vols fans given the fact that, you know, this team plays so well t- defensively. But they have periods where they go cold, go cold shooting. And if you do that in March, you're going to be gone. Now, it's hard to predict, you know, it's a make-or-miss sport, make-or-miss, you know, league, as they say. But, you know, we talk about it all the time. Who's going to be that guy late in the game when you need a bucket? Is it going to be Vescovy? Is it going to be Ziegler? Is it going to be Nakamwa? You know, we just don't know at this point. Right. It's they got a plethora of kind of guys who could be it, and that's good and bad because right. one, it's it's good in a sense because even though you may not know who it's going to be, the other team also doesn't know who kind of the ball is going to go to in the final moments. Alabama has that guy, yeah, Brandon Miller, of mm-hmm. course, fouled out last night, which helped a little bit for Tennessee yesterday. But I, I agree with you in that sense. You just kind of always have that feel, though. The defense will be there. Will the offense show up? And I, 
I, I've just got a feel that maybe, I don't know, you see Tennessee teams in the fe- in the past, regular season, they, they just look almost unbeatable in some sense. And this season, they've kind of had their moments. Uh, will that transfer differently than what it has been recently in, in March, where they just really haven't put together three or four games in a row where they look as good as they can be? And you, the hope is maybe we don't have it right now in the regular season, but come co- uh, conference tournament play and an NCAA tournament, maybe they do find it. I'm not so sure, but they've got one thing they do have, John. They got experience, and they got it in pretty much up and down the bench, which is what you need to do to win in March. Well, I'll tell you what, this SEC tournament is going to be lit. Yes. It's here. Gonna be, yeah, it's going to be here, and it's going to be lit. And trust me, my my dear friends in the hospitality industry, cannot <laughs> it cannot get here fast enough. They because, can't wait for the big blue. Right, though, yeah, right. yeah, all the Kentucky fans coming in, but just – you know all the all the uh, action surrounding downtown. They're very excited about that because uh, you know it's been a long cold winter for a lot of my friends in the hospitality industry. <laughs> Things have been a little bit slow, but once again, uh, Tennessee at Kentucky Saturday noon on News Channel Five. You can watch that game, and of course uh, Vanderbilt will be uh, taking on Auburn uh, Saturday evening. So a um, lot of great SEC games uh, coming uh, your way down the pike here as we turn the corner start to slowly turn the corner from february into march all right let's go back to the phones let's check in with our guy dougie Fre- a fr- a fr- a fresh good morning mr burton hi doug how are you it, it it was wonderful it was just good to watch a basketball game where defense was the was the main focus yep call me stupid but if your offense is not doing enough and you're playing a team that can light it up. Everybody put handcuffs on somebody, and let's see how it can all turn out. I think the NBA has, has led basketball players down a path of just launch it and you know nonchalant defense, so you, you don't even see a lot of good defense anymore. There's no one called the glove in the NBA. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that's a good shutdown defender. But it was good to watch when Tennessee was struggling. You know, go back to the basics. Everybody clamped down. Miller had his night. It was good to watch a guy, you know, put his best foot forward. But, mm-hmm. you know, defense wins. And, and it was fun to watch some guys just said, you know what, I'm not not a stat guy right now. Maybe the coaches has uh, made a turn toward getting their, their interest in saying, you play defense, guys, and we can make up for all these these non-offensive nights. And it was just fun to watch. Well, Doug, a couple and things. And if they put that best formula together, it'll it'll do the same thing against Kentucky. Yeah, a couple things. First of all, I would never call you stupid, Doug. I, never, ever. I would never I, do I, that. I'll be the first one to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm borderline able to draw a check, <laughs> but due to the fact that I, I have employment, uh, that's been a, a juggernaut for me. So there I'll you go. You. Showing up is fifty percent of life. But you're right because listen, uh, all my years in Pittsburgh, I covered Ben Howland's Pitt's te- uh, Pitt basketball teams into Jamie Dixon's pit basketball teams and they could care less they'll win a game 46 43 be very happy about it they they've always stressed defense and rebounding and that is you know the great equalizer right everybody wants to shoot everybody wants to score that's what we want to see you're right about the nba everybody's just jacking up threes now nobody's really playing good hard defense um you know i i long for the days of of the 90s Belmont launched about a hundred on somebody last night. You know, Belmont ninety-five. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean they, well, they played. You know, the they, play, they played Evansville. They're terrible. You know, you and I could go out and yeah, beat Evansville, yeah. 
But, you know, I long for the days of the physical 80s and 90s. I love the bad boy Pistons. I love the Knicks of the 90s when they played physical ball. You drove to the basket. You knew you were going to get knocked on your ass. We don't have that anymore, but you can still play good, hard defense, guard the perimeter, and you saw Alabama. They forced. They got forced into taking bad shots. They had no rhythm in their offense in the second half, and that's akin to Barnes's defense. And, you know, I'll say this about Barnes, you know, two heartbreaking losses, you know, the, the lackluster win over Auburn, Barnes never wavered. He still believes in his kids. He still believes, you know, he didn't panic. And it showed last night. That was just a terrific, terrific, mostly defensive effort, but overall effort by Tennessee last night. Well, with any coach, you know, the first thing they'll tell you is to buy in. And once you buy in, you, you'll see what happens. And if that coach can't get you to buy in, it's a disaster. So good watch defense, good seal, good win. You know, anybody that takes out a top one contender, you know, gives you a little bit of swagger, but, you know, you got to carry it on to the next level. Yeah. Appreciate and, it, Mr. Burton. All right, Doug, take care. Don't be so formal. You can call me John or JB, you know. I mean, that's awfully polite of him to call me Mr. Burton. <laughs> Mr. Burton's my dad, and he's uh, he's um, he he left us a number of years ago. So shout out pops, hope you're doing well. But you know, listen, defense travels, right? Yep. What do they talk about in football? You pack your if you're going on the road or if you're going anywhere, you know, pack your defense and your running game. Well, in basketball, you got to pack your defense and 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 you got to hit the boards. Yep. And you know, the the way Alabama just looked Alice out of sync offensively. Uh, they didn't shoot for a good percentage yesterday. They took a lot of bad shots. They felt like even when they were only five points down, it felt like they kind of got rushed into their half-court offense. And, you know, that's a testament to to the defense that Tennessee was able to play last night. Sure is. And we all kind of look at the losses. You have the losses to Vanderbilt and then lose on a buzzer beater to, to Missouri. If you kind of do what you're supposed to in that situation, you make your free throws, I mean mm-hmm. – this whole sky is falling and and really uh, falling down a couple spots in the AP poll. It doesn't happen. Right. So for them to go on and do this, I mean, it shows they trusted in what they were doing. And I'm sure they know they need to score a little bit more and they need to be a little more efficient on the offensive end. But then again, maybe that's just what this team is. A team yeah. who offensively isn't very good, but defensively, uh, Rick Barnes said it in the locker room. I just saw a video number one defense in the nation and when you've got that you give yourself a chance you just need to be pedestrian on the offensive end when you got a defense like they do and just whether or not they can do that consistently enough and to their credit they did it against the best team in the nation uh per the AP poll yeah but you got to score got to score <laughs> it's like when we talk about with the titans you know this whole you know i talk about defense in a running game that'll win you some games sure. that'll get you in the playoffs but what did ron jaworski say for many many years points come out of the passing game. Yeah. And I added to that by saying championships come out of the passing game. So sooner or later, you got to score the basketball. And so, you know, we'll see where Tennessee goes from here. As we said, at Kentucky um, Saturday should be a lot of fun. That's going to be, that game's going to be lit. Yeah. 12 noon on News Channel 5. We also got into last hour, Pat, and this whole talk about the Jets may be having some interest in Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, they're going big game hunting for a quarterback because Zach Wilson is absolutely flamed out. Uh, he was the number two overall pick, and, you know, team doesn't like him. His teammates don't like him. He is uh, – he's just – it's it's not working with Zach Wilson uh, for whatever reason. And so, with the roster they have, I mean, they have the offensive rookie of the year. They have the defensive rookie of the year. 
They have a really good running back that got hurt last year. Hopefully he's coming back. A really good offensive lineman in Vera Tucker uh, that got hurt. They're hoping he comes back. You know, they have a lot of talent on that roster, and they're ready to win now, but they need a quarterback. So, obviously, they're going to go hard at Aaron Rodgers when he comes out of the dark hole and make to, to make literally his, and figure exactly when he comes out of his and makes his decision uh about what he wants to do does he want to stay in green bay does he want to retire does he does he want to ask for a trade etc cetera, etc cetera. i would think their number two option would be Derek carr and then it's kind of a cluster jimmy g i don't know andy dalton i'm just throwing yeah. names out and then ryan Tannehill. but to acquire Tannehill services they would have to offer up a trade, correct? Unless something happens after June first, right? So they could wait that out, but it's a big risk, though. Yeah, they're they're rolling the dice big time because if he becomes a free agent, he may already have a backdoor deal with somebody else. Sure, we don't know. You know, maybe one of the Texas teams wants him. We don't know, right? So, you know, if you're the Jets, like I said, you could go out and sign Derek Carr right now right now and be done with it and if you're willing to roll the dice and wait for Aaron Rodgers that's cool that's a big risk though so and then you could wait till June 1st well let me backtrack it I mean what are your thoughts what do you think Rand Carthon will do how likely is it that you think Ryan Tannehill will be a June 1st uh casually I think I think it's a fait accompli that Lawan's gone I don't think Ben Jones is coming back but I could be wrong there. You know, how likely is it that the, the Titans, you know, cut Ryan Tannehill on June 1st? Well, I, I think all, all will depend on what they do in the draft. Of course, if they do nothing, they draft offensive linemen, they stay put at number 11. It's a, it's a pretty near uh, formality that he's going to be there. And that's I don't have a real problem with that. I mean, kind of is what it is. It right? is. So I, I think what they do in the draft is going to be all likelihood what they will do overall. Now, say they do trade up and, and they do get a quarterback, Tannehill could still be there. Uh, they could still go a route where we want to give uh, our, our young rookie quarterback as much time as possible until he's fully ready. Now, that fully ready and that first interception from Ryan Tannehill, you make a, a trade <laughs> like that. I mean, you know where I'm going. So I, yeah, not, I, I don't really have a feel. I, I did think it was interesting for Rand Carthon. He knows what he wants to do uh, at, at this quarterback position. I'm not buying right. that he doesn't have an, a full evaluation. Oh yeah, on he's Tannehill. got a plan. He, he's got a plan because that's what he's the, not going to tell us exactly. Because he he had to have told, and that that had to have been a question for Mike Vrabel. And Amy Adams. Oh, in the interview. That was probably one of the first questions. Totally. You know, what do you think of our quarterback situation? What do you think of Ryan Tannehill? If we hire you, what would you do? But if you're fully invested on a guy and you think he's going to be at least my quarterback for the next couple of years, no matter what, you go out and say that right then. I mean, I because what's the point in not doing that? So I, there is something there, and I, I think they know, and Tannehill's not stupid. He knows he hasn't played good enough to – fully be the guy without a doubt so there is a chance there I think what they do this upcoming draft will be very telling if they stay put draft an offensive line and don't get any quarterbacks in the draft I think Tannehill is going to be your guy just because I don't see them going out for a Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo just because it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it's a lateral move yeah you've got that guy already but again I'll ask you this like I asked you in the first hour 
where does this leave Malik Willis? What do you do with Malik Willis? I think you just leave him where he is right now. And okay. he, right now, there's no pressure on Malik Willis to be the number one guy. I right. think last year, coming into this year, there was maybe a little bit of uh, of kind of, I guess, pressure for him to be at least pushing Tannehill. But what we saw last year, fair or unfair, it's really unfair for to expect him to be that guy. Now, should he be is another question. But what we saw, it, it's just hard to really see him pushing Tannehill for the number one spot. But he, he, I, I believe you just leave him where he is right now and just see where he can go. They knew he was going to be a project, maybe not as much as he is right now, but I, I don't think you move him at all. It really, you really gain nothing from moving him on uh, unless you uh, make that uh, franchise-altering trade in a draft. If you do that, then that's another another matter. But I, as much as I would love for that to happen, I, I just don't see the Titans giving that up for what it would take to be in the top three. All right, well, let's say the Titans move on from Ryan Tannehill. How in your mind should he be remembered? You're a Titans fan. I'd say on the same level as Vince Young, probably. Really? Got you to an AFC championship game. Vince Young didn't do that. Yeah, but Vince Young <laughs> didn't have Derrick Henry behind him. And I, and I love Chris Johnson, and I love Lindale White, and, and I love Ryan Tannehill, but I will <laughs> – and I know this is unfair. I, I I know this, but I he also lost you your only opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's that was, a, that's harsh critic from the general, but uh, <laughs> that's why they paid the me the general bringing it bringing it to this morning. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I I think Tannehill. I think about when he took over when Marcus Mariota was clearly mentally and physically just done. Mm -hmm. Right. I was at that Denver game when he got benched. And I remember looking, you know, and Marcus came out and, you know, talked to the media afterwards. You can see he had this faraway look in his eyes. He looked shell-shocked, like yeah. almost relieved, like, you know what? It's done. I know it's done. I'm not going to be here next year. Which I'm is not gonna, so sad. I'm not going to be the, the star. Way. Yeah, because I wanted it to work yeah. with Marcus. You know, great guy. And I, and I, and I like the idea of him, his athletic ability. And it really was. You could tell that he was mentally and, and physically shaken. You know, he knew, you know, I will never start another game for this mm -hmm. franchise again uh, as long as Ryan Tannehill's healthy. And it just – it was sad to see, you know. Well, on that happy note <laughs> – Jimmy. We're, we're going to take another break. Brighten the mood up. Jimmy, Jimmy White will definitely brighten our mood up from TitansOnline.com. Friend of show. We'll talk more Titans with Jimmy next. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. Visit StarLeasing.com to learn more. 
Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone knows time is money, so don't wait weeks for the IRS to send out your tax refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt instead for up to $3,500 with a no interest, no fee tax refund advance loan. With up to $3,500, you could bring home the bacon and bring it home today. Money now instead of later, that's worth its weight in gold. Don't wait weeks for your refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company, details at jacksonhewitt.com. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. It's, it's Miss Amy now for everybody, uh, right? Apparently it's, it's Miss, Miss Amy. Amy. It's Miss Amy, Miss Amy. I call her AAS. I call her owner. Uh, and then, uh, the boss. You know what she is? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I, uh, she, Damn, uh, bro. She oh, she's she oh, she's a gangster. Uh, oh, she knows what she she's doing. a gangster. She knows what she's doing. Yep. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. If you love stream of consciousness lost in a tangent, where are my glasses? Oh, they're on my head radio. The Greg Pogue and John Burton show is for you. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Greg out today on his way to Moorhead State for Tennessee State. Uh, They'll play at 8 o'clock tonight on ESPNU. Tigers have won five straight. They'll look to extend their winning streak. Some really good college basketball going on here locally, uh, both in the SEC and in the mid-majors. But it's time to talk more Titans with friend of show, Nashville Zone, from TitansOnline.com, the senior writer, editor, the great Jimmy Wyatt joins us. Good morning, Jimmy. JB, how you doing? I bet Pogues probably stopped by Keeneland, uh, probably up there while he's up in Kentucky or probably hanging out at the track. I, I doubt he's up there for work. Well, you know me. I'm a Giants fan. When he goes to Moorhead, he's got to get me a Phil Simms bobblehead doll because yeah. I, bro- I broke the one he gave me, so I got to get another one. I didn't know those things existed. Are they still selling <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, you're talking Moorhead State football. The most famous guy to come out of there is still Phil Simms, and that was in the 70s. But anyway, Jimmy, I got to ask about you first. I mean, you've been on a whirlwind tour, Senior Bowl, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. I mean, have you have you have you rested up from all your travels yet? 
Does, yeah, I kind of got. Yeah, I, I'm, I survived. I mean, anytime I, I always make that trip each year. My biggest fear is uh, is I'm going to get you know sick and be dragging at the end of it. So I'm yeah. pumping these emergencies, these little packets yep. you put in water, and I'm, uh, I take them every day. Get, I know exactly what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, get a little sleep, and I actually made it through feeling well. I had at least another week left in me. I, I could have probably gone. They wanted to send me to uh, send me to some other event. Uh, but I'm, my wife is glad I'm back. I made it home just in time for Valentine's Day, which I know uh, she was excited about. And now I'm getting ready to go to the combine here in a couple of weeks. And I haven't told her that, so she won't be too excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I'll next week. Yeah, the combine is always uh, always a big trip for you um, with TitansOnline.com. Uh, Jimmy, first of all, what you think of the Super Bowl? I thought it was a great game. You know, it's funny. I, uh, people ask me, you know, who I thought would win. And I, I was leading the Eagles, you know, all the way up until late in the week. And I just had a feeling about the Chiefs. And, uh, you know, obviously, if you knew, I saw the Chiefs get lose a couple of years ago to the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers. They couldn't protect the quarterback. And Mahomes got hit and had to get the ball right early. And uh, I thought there was potential for that to happen again. But I just had a, a that the Chiefs were going to find a way to win, and they did that. They protect the quarterback a lot better. You know, the, I thought they out-schemed them on a lot of plays to get guys wide open. Mm-hmm. They obviously benefited from the, you know, from the Hurts fumble and, and return, and, and the, the punt return was huge. They gave him another touchdown. But, uh, and the, the Chiefs won it pretty square. I, mean, I, I hated all the stuff about Philly, about how they got robbed. I mean, yeah, that was a that was a holding call. There's it was no doubt about it. Uh, yep. But it, it just it's unfortunate that it happened when it did because that game had all the makings for a, you know, for somebody to score this might have a chance to have a last minute drive to win it. But you know that was a hold. There's no doubt about it. You know the Eagles had a lot of chances to stop the Chiefs and they couldn't do it. Um, and you know Chiefs were were the better team on Sunday. It was a great game and. Um, uh, you know, just unfortunately didn't have the high drama at the end because I, I certainly thought it was going to be that way. And I hate games where they're getting running out the clock and kick field goal at the end. And, and that's it. Everything was awful. The, on the playing surface, you know, it's hard to understand how the field could be so bad for such a, you know, such a big game, and you got all that time to prepare for it. Yeah, um, and we're talking with Jimmy White from TitansOnline.com, senior writer, editor, Nashville native. Jimmy, um, all right, Mahomes. Two league MVPs, two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl MVPs. He's not even 28 years old, and he's making $500 million. I mean, uh, is he already an all-time great quarterback in your mind? You've been covering this league a long time. Well, he's, he's not in the category of Tom Brady, uh, but he certainly, what he's been able to do in such a short amount of time, as you mentioned, the trips that he's taken his team to the Super Bowl and, and the success that he's had. I mean, he's, he's on his way, and – and he's young, and he's, you know, he's he's tough, and he's willing to play through injuries. He's, he's playing, happy to be playing for a genius of a head coach, which certainly benefits him. But Tom Brady was playing for a genius of a coach, too. So uh, I, I think he's going to be one of the greatest of all time before his career is done. And uh, that's bad news for the AFC because yep. you know, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. You look around the landscape of the conference and you you know, I don't know what happened to Josh Allen kind of toward the second, end of the second half of the year. He seemed like he regressed a little bit. Some don't you think he missed Brian Dable, Jimmy? Yeah, I think so. I think that had something to do with it. And maybe the elbow had something to do with it. But 
they kind of lost their way at the end. Burroughs is stunned. You know, Justin Herbert has been a great player uh, for years to come. So, I mean, AFC's got some, some uh, you know, real contenders, and, uh, and Mahomes is at the top of that group. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, well, obviously, last week on Radio Row, uh, talking to Taylor Lewan, he had some interesting quotes that, you know, was put on titansonline.com that he expects to be cut. So I won't ask you directly about that because you work for the team, but it seems like I can kind of read between the lines here, you know, what he said and how it was presented that it's looking more and more like Taylor Lewan's days uh, as a Titan have probably come to an end. Yeah, I don't mind talking about it because I wrote about it. Yeah. Those comments were just an exclusive conversation with me, and I have to say I've, I've somewhat, you know, worked for the team. Sometimes right. you got to wonder, uh, is it okay to, to put this out there? And, right. Because he, as you saw in the story, it was it was pretty. He was pretty insightful, pretty open. Didn't hold anything back. You know how Taylor is. He's dealt with him a lot of times in that locker room. And mm-hmm. He was Taylor Lawan at his finest. I mean, and he. He spoke from the heart, and I think he spoke from, you know, a place of, uh, you know, where he's doing some truth-telling, too, about where he is at this stage of his career and this stage of his life. He, you know, he, you know, talked about how much he's loving doing busting with the boys, you know, with his good buddy, Will Compton. He talked about how much he enjoys a wife, who, in his words, puts up with his BS mm-hmm. and, enjoys, and actually enjoys the BS. You know, he talked about his, his two little girls that he enjoys spending time with and he said it himself he said i don't have to play football and so he's having to make a decision with what he wants to do now what he thinks is going to happen and i think he's probably right if he's going to get cut because he's supposed to make 14 million dollars again he said this himself and then he's going to have a decision to make of a whether he wants to retire b whether he wants to try to play somewhere else and how attractive that is, or see whether or not he'd recon- whether he'd consider playing against the Titans just at a lower price tag. And then if that's the case, you've got to figure out what that price tag is going to be. Right. So you know, he, he talked a lot about, again, just whether he wants to play. And, 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 that, and, and I ended my interview with him just presenting it this. Hey, you, know, you talk and, you know, about how much you're enjoying your life and how much you question whether you want to play. And you don't have to play. I mean, every time I hear that from a guy, you know, it, it sounds to me like they've got one foot towards retirement. And Brable's looking for guys who are all in, guys who love football. And that's, that's a tough sell there. But he, you know, he ended up saying that, hey, if he decides he wants to play, he's going to be all in. He's going to be 100% because if you're not that way, you're going to embarrass yourself on the football field. So right. he thinks he can get back into the right mental space to do it if that's what he wants to do. But he's going to have to put some weight on because he's lost a lot and he's going to have to have a commitment uh, from somebody that wants him around and he's going to have to be committed to doing it. And I think we'll get some, he'll get some clarity here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's funny, Jimmy. You mentioned uh, the weight he's lost. I saw him in the press box before the Charger game out in L.A., I didn't recognize him. He came up to me. He's like, hey, man, what's up? And, he sh- and I shook his hand. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's Taylor. So um, assuming that he is no longer a Titan, Jimmy, in your mind, how should he be remembered? I mean, he's the last link to the 5-27 and 27 death march of uh, the middle part of the last decade. Uh, he's stuck it out. He's been a leader for this team, kind of a spokesman, at times a meat shield for this team, you know, when uh, there's been uh, criticism to be handed out. 
Uh, in your mind, is he a Ring of Honor guy? Are we going to have a Taylor Lewan day at halftime of a game in the near future or in the future? Yeah, man, I, that's that's a tough question there because uh, you know, I think you know obviously you've got to compare him to some of the best at that position that played before him. And Michael Roos is one of those guys, and mm-hmm. Brad Hopkins is one of those guys, and and uh, you know, certainly they've had some other linemen. You know, you know I think Ben Jones. You know, if you, if you put Taylor White in there, even though Ben Jones doesn't have you know the the pole vault trips that Taylor Wine does that maybe doesn't have, mm-hmm. you know, the, some of the accolades, you know, because he wasn't a first-round pick. I think Big Jones kind of speaks to what, you know, the Titans are all about. You, you start talking about Hall of Fame, you know, Ring of Honor type guys. I'd want to, I'd want to throw Big Jones in there maybe even before Taylor Wine. He, he certainly made a great impact. Uh, and, you know, he's proud of the fact that he helped and in terms of fortunes this franchise around. There were a lot of people that were uh, that helped with that, but he was certainly one of them. Uh, you know, played really well in spurts and uh, unfortunately uh, you know fortunately had some injuries that kinda of held him back and it kinda of derailed his career. Uh, we'll see what happens from here. I don't think he's playing much longer if he comes back and plays at all. And again, I, even before my conversation with him, I was skeptical about him playing again just because he seems like he's enjoying life so much. But, yeah. Uh, I'm just curious to see what kind of transpires. But uh, I don't know. I think he's probably got a few more ahead of him in line uh, for, for something like that. Well, he'd be an amazing studio analyst with his personality, right, Jimmy? Oh, he'd be great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's very honest and. Uh, you know, tells it like it is, and he's got a great personality. He's in a great field. I mean, he's, he's the bus with the boys. His podcast is does the Will Compton's hilarious. And yeah, he's uh, he's just got a, a good, good big personality. Uh, some people, most some people are all white. Like I think even and he's doing like, his job then, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I think even in a locker room, he's just a big boisterous guy that sometimes people yeah. don't know what to make of it. So, uh, but it, everybody's you know got their own personality. You know, I'm sure you know Greg Cole runs people all way and, and people uh, <laughs> all out of whack. But people him. Um, I'm sure Mike for, Keith and Amy Wells rub people the wrong way. No, they don't. They're perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're posting, they're posting a lifetime out of doing that. Look at him. And I, he's, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to the Hall of Fame this, later this year. Hey, Jim, I wanted to ask you about the – you mentioned the combine. It's coming up. I mean, just how important is that going to be because it's going to be Rand Carthon's first combine as a general manager, obviously – He's done this before. He's got a good idea of what the draft class is looking like, so he's not going to go in cold. But this will be the first uh, real, I don't want to say test, but the first real situation where he and Vrabel have to go in and be on the same page, right? Yeah, and I think they got a little snippet of that at the Senior Bowl because they did some That's interviews right. there and because I talked to Henning Hooker a little bit about uh, about sitting through an interview with those guys, and it was kind of funny him talking about. He, he, instead of saying it was like good cop, bad cop, he said it was like I thought he misspoke at first. I was asking if Rand and Brable were both in there together, and he said, "Yeah, it was like bad cop, bad cop." And I said, "Well, which one was the bad cop?" He said, "Well, both of them were the bad cop. You know, they they were both of them trying to figure out the dirt, trying to figure out figure out you know everything about you." So um, I, I think they'll continue that at the combine. 
uh, doing a lot more interviews with players, certainly sitting in the stands at Lucas Oil Stadium, watching guys. You know, he's going to lean, I know, continue to lean on, you know, the guys that have been working in personnel here, uh, you know, under John, you know, to get through this draft, and then we'll see if he might see changes there. But I think he has a lot of faith that some of the guys are here. So it's all part of the puzzle. You know, a lot of people asking me, you know, about his tendencies or what to expect of him right. in the draft or right. in the company. And the reality is you just don't know because this is the first time through it in every one of these situations. Because now he's calling the shots with alongside Rabel and others. But uh, I'm curious myself just to see how things go, just to see what's important to him. And he'll, he'll get a lot out of him, I think, when he talks to the media up there his first day of availability. Uh, Jimmy, as we, uh, as uh, I'll get you out of here on this, I really think this is the most important offseason for the Titans really since uh, the year they drafted Marcus Mariota because a lot of question marks, a lot of, a lot of different areas, and, you know, is it a rebuild? Is it a reload? Is it a retool? Uh, like you said, we just don't know yet. Uh, things will unfold, but it's going to be a really interesting and important offseason for this franchise. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there there were a lot of, you know, John Robinson did a lot of good work in, in helping build this franchise up from the bottom because it was it was low point, you know, when you go 2-14 and 14 and 3-13. And, 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 uh, and then once you get to a certain place, then you're kind of packing holes and trying to fill uh, areas of need. And, and now I think you're in a different place where – you're going to have to make some moves to get, let go of some players. It's going to be a little bit more drastic as far as um, some of the things you need to, to change. They obviously, look at the offensive line. That, that group is going to look completely different. They're going to need to do some things at receiver. I don't know exactly what's going to happen at the quarterback position right now, and I think there are a lot of places you can look at where you'll wonder, hey, how is this guy going to still be on the team? And, and, and that guy is a, has been a – pretty big name contributor. So right. they're, they're gonna have, they've got some work to do uh, this offseason. And, uh, yeah, it, start, it, it will start before the draft, though, because we're going to see a lot of stuff happen here leading up to the start of free agency. We're going to have a lot of stuff happening in free agency. And then by the time you get to the draft, then you're kind of plugging holes. And I'm just curious to see what it's going to look like uh, when you get to Kansas City uh, last week in April. Jimmy, glad we finally got a chance to catch up, man. Great work as always. Appreciate you, man. Get some rest, all right? Okay, JV. Have a good rest of the week. Yeah, we'll see you in Indy at the Combine. There he goes, Jimmy Wyatt, TitansOnline.com. We will take a break, come back. Your phone calls till the top of the hour, 615-844-5600. Hello, I'm Greg Pogue, and welcome to the High Valley Conference Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Drunk driving is the ultimate form of unsportsmanlike conduct. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. OVC Player of the Week, Junior Clay of Tennessee State and formerly Tennessee Tech, joined the OVC Career Top Ten list for three-pointers made at 257 last week. He's already in the top ten for points and stills and needs nine assists to rank tenth there as well. Warhead State has a two-game lead over five teams tied for second. The Eagles can claim at least a share of their first regular season title since 2003 with two wins this week. In women's basketball, Saturday features a key game with first place on the line as Eastern Illinois and Little Rock enter the week 13-1 and tied for first place. 
Women's Player of the Week, SIUE's Ajula Tata, had 25 rebounds against Lindenwood, second most by a Division I player this season. She added 29 points, making her the fifth NCAA Women's Player with a 29-25 game since 2009-10 and first in four seasons. Other men's honorees were SIUE's DeMarco Miner as top newcomer and Cameron Hafner of Eastern Illinois, top freshman for a third straight week. Other women's honorees included TSU's Erica Haynes-Overton as top newcomer and Sharnice Curry-Jelks, top freshman. For complete information on this year's OVC Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank being held March 1st through the 4th at the Ford Center in Evansville, visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville. For complete weekly schedules, including live video links, visit ovcsports.com to find other news and features and more. Follow the league on your favorite social media platforms at OVC Sports and at ovcsports.com. You won't believe it until you OVC it. This has been the OVC Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by Tennessee Highway Safety Office. You've been drinking, don't drive, and always remember that fans don't let fans drive drunk. I'm Greg Pogue wishing everybody a great week of OVC Basketball. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. You know, it's never too late to start feeling some March badness. Be sure not to miss out on all the action. The High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity Bank is the return to Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st through the 4th as the first week of entries into the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are on sale through each OVC school ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I just saw a picture of Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon's one of those guys that lived hard, okay? I know. Look, I know. I understand. There's some rough, humble miles on that body. Yeah. Some on the field, some off the field. Yeah. Jim McMahon, high mileage. Oh, it is a high, high mileage. High mileage in that vehicle. It is not no. highway miles. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. It's pretty okay. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Greg Pogue, John Burton Show. Greg traveling with Tennessee State to Moorhead State. They play the Eagles tonight. Big game, eight o'clock ESPNU. Middle Tennessee's in action tonight. Lipscomb's in action tonight. Austin P's in action tonight. There's a lot of stuff going on, including the Austin P cheerleaders getting suspended indefinitely, and we we don't know why. And uh, Pat, you're not at liberty to say because you're uh, closely affiliated with uh, yes. that university. I am so. uh, financially and legally bound to right. Austin P at the moment. So even if you had information, I'm not, and I'm not saying that you do, but even if you had information, you could not divulge it. Correct. Correct. I am. Uh, I'm a company man. I will <laughs> die on this sword of Austin P. Fair enough. Let's go back to the phones. Tony in Nolansville. Tony. Good. Good morning, guys. Good morning, John. Good morning, Tony. <laughs> there you go. And let me say right off the bat, I do not know what has gone on with them Austin Beach cheerleaders. Oh, myself. you know, Tony. You know. 
Give it up. <laughs> what do you know? Uh, what um, did you know? And when did you know uh, it, Tony? Okay, I'm I'm in Patton's corner. I'm gonna just let the universe. You no, know, you got. I you guys are withholding. Our listeners need to know, Tony, in Nolansville, what's going on with the cheerleaders uh, they, at Austin P. They just P. had some fun. They had some fun, John. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Uh, but, uh, you know, listening to uh, Jim White right there talking about the Titans and all, and first of all, I was sitting thinking this morning, Rand, one thing about Rand, mm-hmm. how you say his last name, Cawthorn? Carthon. 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 Yeah. He's got job security, John, for at least the next four, five, six years because the holes he's got to fill on this team, you can't do it all in two They got some work to do. Now. You're right about that. He's got a lot of work to do, and you can flip a coin several times to see where you want to start. For me, I've got to protect my quarterback. Even though Tannehill I don't think is going to be here in two years, whatever quarterback's going to be back there. He I've may not be here next him. year based on what some of the things we're hearing with some of the things we're hearing. And yeah. I've got to get me a left tackle in who I need, he needs to get some games under him, get some experience. And in the two and three years from now, I mean, he's going to be able to really protect your quarterback. And I've read a lot about some of the left tackles, John, coming up. And the one I really like is this guy from Northwestern. Man, he's a monster. And uh, – what a surprise. A Big Ten offensive lineman is a big, strong big chooch and a monster. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. What a shock. And, uh, Next thing you're going to tell geez. me that Iowa has some good offensive linemen. And Michigan Always State. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> grew up absolutely. eating that corn. Grew up in the Midwest on the farm eating, them, eating that corn and potatoes. <laughs> a lot of it. That's right. Uh, and I, I've got to take a little exception to Jim. I know Jim, great guy, no, but him to say John Robson come in and he did build some things up, but he I did. also got a feel at times he made some bad moves. And he did a he, lot of money, Tony. He and, did. He he had you know he had some hits, but he did he had his share of misses. I mean, obviously Isaiah and, Wilson. And I'll you put know, more misses than hits, John. It's, uh, I'll give a slight edge to the hits, but the misses were very, very glaring and very, very noteworthy, okay? That's right. the biggest thing. And 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 especially the free agent picks when he yep. went out and got Clowney yep. and got uh, Julio. Beasley. John, who was the other defensive end when they Vic, got? Vic Beasley. Beasley, yeah. They paid them $21 million and we got four sacks out of two guys. I know, I know. It was unbelievable. Yeah, Clowney, you and I had as many uh, sacks as Clowney had the one year he played here. Well, I sacked more groceries at Publix than I saw the inside quarterbacks. (laughs) I like it. Put it that way. Good job by you. One last thing, John, one last thing. Yeah. Is I don't know if you caught this, but two nights ago on Valentine's night, John uh, uh, Charles Barkley was on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, he man, what a great American! That's all I'm gonna say. Charles is the best. What a great American! He told stories about Shaq. He first of all, he said the Super Bowl was a very expensive Sunday for him. Uh-huh. So, oh, he, he he's a better now. He, he that guy yeah, that guy will go to he, that guy will go to Vegas and spend like a couple million playing blackjack. Oh, he'll throw it down. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got to talking about his grandkids and uh, his grandson, little Henry. He said if little he wants little Henry to call him uh, Pop Pop, 
And they said, you think you can make him do that? He said, if he wants all this money left to him, he will. <laughs> if he wants that trust fund, he better call me Pop-Pop. He will. Knucklehead. But, uh, Barkley, just what a, what a great entertaining individual and what a somebody that knows the game. And one last thing he did say, he said he, when he goes to these all-star games and all, he likes to go talk to the players that paved the road for him. Yep. And he hopes these players of today – remember the roads he and his generation paved for them. And he said he doesn't think that happens a lot in sports. And I think he had a point. I think he had a point. It's, yeah. Uh, but it was a good point. But John had to call in. Had Appreciate to, it, Tony. Always a pleasure, man. Hit you up a little bit. See All you, right. Man. Have a wonderful day. safe this afternoon. All right, buddy. And, you know, I, I'll say this, Pat, and as we, as we go to our final break here, a lot – a lot of our younger listeners don't realize what a great player Charles Barkley was. Yeah. They see him on TNT yucking it up, and he's, you know, he's had one of the greatest post-professional sports careers ever. Him and Michael Strahan, and you know, OJ was on that track before. Well, you know, but Barkley was a great player. He's a 1993 NBA MVP. I mean, he is. He was a great, great player. Arguably, the second greatest player of the Jordan era, him or Hakeem Olajuwon. Mm. So. And, it's t- and I feel like for the younger audience, what he does on TNT, it only elevates kind of what he did. If you go back and look, you kind of just think of the guy now and mm. you go back and look. I I, I, I totally get it why, why, why he's so loved, just because, uh, one, what he's done before and, and, then, and then after the, his career. All right, knuckleheads, we're going to take our final break and come back and land this plane. Nashville Sports Radio. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin B. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to 
to the 6th Annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the 6th Annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A always B, B, C, closing, always be closing. A, B, C, A always B, B, C, closing, always be closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. One is in great shape. The other is, well, a shape. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Hey, round is a shape. It's all good. Wrapping up the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show here on Nashville Sports Radio. Greg uh, out today. He'll be out tomorrow as well as he travels to Moorhead, Kentucky with Tennessee State. Tigers taking on Moorhead State tonight. 8 o'clock on ESPNU. Look forward to that game. Tennessee with a big win last night over number one Alabama. Now they head to Lexington to try to get a little payback on Kentucky. That is a noon game on CBS and News Channel 5. Patton, what's the rest of your day looking like? Not a lot going on today. Uh, Really not a lot going on this week. A, a busy last week for me. A couple Austin P games that hosted the uh, district uh, tournament for DCA. Got to see Isaiah West, who is yeah. going to be uh, going to Vanderbilt. Whew. Um, he, he was he was as advertised, and to mm-hmm. me, it just seemed like he was wasn't even trying that hard. And <laughs> when, when he needed to turn it on, they did. Of course, they won the district tournament this weekend. So, shout out to Isaiah West and uh, that good pasture team. They look good. Yeah. We're going to have to get out there and uh, talk to Mr. Isaiah West and uh, get a peek into what's on his mind. Predators tonight, of course, uh, taking on the Boston Bruins. And the Preds, you know, flat out, they got to start winning. They got to string some wins together. They've they've lost two or three now since the All-Star break. Uh, both losses coming in regulation. So um, only two points uh, they've, they've gained since the All-Star break. And they got to pick it up. Five points out of the second wild card with two teams tied for that second wild card. So uh, they, it's not pill climb. They got, they got work to do. Yeah, sure do. And we'll see kind of how things stack up here as uh, really tonight. I, I don't know how much expectation you can have realistically for a win necessarily, but mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, uh, they've set themselves up in a situation where they can't have a four game skid mm-hmm. and if they do i mean that that'll that probably knock them out of it ends their chances and unfortunately no update on philip forsberg uh i wouldn't expect him to play tonight heinz had no update um 
I don't know if uh, he's updated his status at the morning skate today. I do not believe so. So I would not expect to see him tonight. And so we'll see how it all goes down. Ryan Callahan will join us tomorrow, 925. We're out to some guests uh, for later tomorrow as well. But that'll do it for today. McFarland's at 2. Weenie at the butt at 4 o'clock. Jim Rome coming up right now. Have a great day, everybody. See you.